The Get It Up podcast is brought to you by Vault Health. Guys, you may not see a doctor very often for all the reasons we know. Time off work, the endless waiting room, the unfulfilling answer from the doctor when you tell him about your one problem. There's another way, Vault Health. Go to vaulthealth.com and find a men's health expert to help you address the things you care about most. Feeling like you're failing in the bedroom, boardroom, and the gym? Are you tired? Is your sex drive gone? Are your muscles hidden by fat you just can't lose? Vault Health is the answer. Visit vaulthealth.com, that's V-A-U-L-T health.com, where you can talk to the doctors who are the experts that know how guys work. Vault Health is specialized healthcare for men and their manhood. Visit vaulthealth.com. That's vaulthealth.com. Please leave your message. Hi, I want to know whether the natural supplements that you can get on Amazon can work as as well as some of the ED meds that you can get from a doctor. I guess I've done some research out there and and not really sure which are are legit treatments and which are a a waste of money and such. You know, I I see ads for all the different treatments, but just not sure which ones are like snake oil and and such and, and which ones are a waste of money. Thanks. This is Get It Up with your hosts. I'm Dr. Miles Spar, men's health expert. I'm Dr. Alex Pastashak, and I'm a dick doc. I'm Jason. I know what you know, nothing about men's health. I'm gonna get the answers. I'm gonna check this with you guys, because I, I don't know, is cobra blood an aphrodisiac? Depends on the, <laughs> on the cobra. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking. Bananas are they an aphrodisiac? No, I don't know what, I don't know what list you're looking at, but I think it's watermelon. Not valid. No, watermelon absolutely almonds? is a diuretic. I think they got the almonds? words confused. I mean, yes, almonds can be considered, but seriously, not, yes, but but it's not, it's not because they like raise testosterone levels or improve your actual libido. It's sort of like the context. A lot of these aphrodisiacs are contextual. What an you almond like, is like context. Eating, if you like, like eating oysters, right? <laughs> eating an almond with somebody really hot, actually. <laughs> Here's an almond. Oh, I want you so bad. Right. Uh, avocados. Okay, let's get away from that. And I just want to know: Are there really legitimate things? Green M and M's. Green M and M's are on the list. I think they're exactly the same as red M and M's, but just green. Okay. And alcohol definitely doesn't help, right? Well, it helps in moderation. Inhibition. Yes. Chocolate so. helps me, by the way. It really doesn't help me. I just like to eat <laughs> donuts. Hey, but what's the deal? Things like ginseng or saw palmetto or ashwagandha or these. Oh, oh, I know. These things that I see online all the time the um, testosterone supplements. Yeah. Is this real? So it really depends on what's in them and what you mean by real. That's such a doctor not clear answer. No, I, I, need, I, I like, can get clear no, on that. No, no, no. So listen, so in terms of not real, like what I'm thinking is, you know, do these things raise your testosterone levels? And the answer is, depending on what's in them, they might. And what I mean by that is there are testosterone precursors that you can take, which are actual like pre-hormones that then when taken in your body get converted to testosterone right? And some of those have been shown to raise testosterone levels. As a matter of fact, some of them are banned in professional sports. Like what, what, what's banned in MLB? 
Packers pretty, card. You well, NBA, pretty much NBA. everything, a lot of things, yeah. But most of them, yeah, like you said, most of them aren't going to raise testosterone per se, but there are some that actually can help with libido. And some of the ones you mentioned, I think every culture kind of has its male libido herb, right? Because male libido is really important in culture. So in Ayurvedic medicine, it's not actually ashwagandha. Ashwagandha does other things, it's tribulus. So that really can help with like, that actually can help with libido, but it doesn't touch testosterone levels per se. So if so you if have you low go, T, you... it's not gonna help to take a ton of tribulus. There's maca root, which is like, they call it Peruvian ginseng because it's more South American, Native American culture, and that increases libido. And then the ginseng, so from Chinese medicine. So you have these three cultures with different libido enhancers, but they don't really raise testosterone. But if I, I really wasn't looking for that. I guess I was just looking at just general aphrodisiacs, but tribulus, I just looked that up yeah. on Amazon. So you literally can get that for like, you know, 18 bucks here. You can it get can tribulus. Help. It can and help, what, but what if your tea is low, you need to think about taking tea and to talk to somebody about that because it's not going to overcome that. And unfortunately, most of the stuff that's out there, are two issues. One is most of the stuff that's out there that says boost testosterone, boost sex drive are, are not legit. So when I go online to these websites that sell pills online and they say, here's a testosterone supplement or a testosterone support or something like that, these are not real. So a lot of times they're not actually backed by the facts. And in matter of fact, we we literally just published a paper like this uh, on this in the erectile dysfunction supplement world where, you know, what we showed was that if you go if you search for ED supplements on Amazon, let's say, there's a bunch that come up. And a lot of them come up with like, you know, four-star ratings and and you know, really like pointing to their quote unquote efficacy. You know, what we showed was several things. One was that the main ingredients of those, if you look across the spectrum, you know, of the top of the top rated ones, the main ingredients of those, very few had any scientific backing for efficacy in the setting of erectile problems, right? And number two, a lot of those reviews were actually false. We were able to track down like the the validity of those reviews and show that they were false. Wow. So so the point here is that you need to be really careful what you're buying a lot of stuff is not what what it says it is and that you know you really should be looking for the stuff that we know actually works in these settings it's important for for listeners to understand the way supplements work in this country they're not regulated at so all wait how wait pretty much all there was a law put out in the 90s called DSHEA, the dietary supplement and health enforcement act and it was basically the intention was to provide more access to supplements more than it was to protect consumers. The only way a supplement can actually be checked out and really investigated is if there are enough complaints about that supplement. That's why ephedrine, ephedro was taken off the market because people started having heart attacks. So you're not supposed to make claims on supplements, but people do all the time and no one is enforcing anything about it. And so there are a lot of supplements that either don't have in it what it says on the label it has, actually has pharmaceuticals, might have heavy metals, might have contaminants, might be the wrong part of a plant. So we know, for example, there are certain parts of a plant that help with enlarged prostate, that same plant called stinging nettle, right? So the stinging nettle root is great for enlarged prostate. Stinging nettle leaf is great for allergies, but it might be cheaper to get the leaf. So they'll sell it as stinging nettle for guys for prostate issues when it's really just going to help their allergies and do nothing for the <laughs> prostate. So all these things are really hard. So you have to get supplements from a very reputable manufacturer who gets checked out by a third party, who you know and trust has in it what it says it has in it, has the right part of the plant, isn't adulterated, isn't contaminated. So how do you know when you're on these? I mean, I'm looking at a website that says, you know, 
know, X percent of, of, of people surveyed said they're interested in taking a testosterone support supplement. And, you know, it's, we formulated it so that it's, uh, going to help them with their own body's natural function and blah, blah, blah. And you read all this stuff, but what you get out of it is testosterone support. That's what it's saying for sure. So in my head, I think, well, that's probably good. Testosterone is what makes a guy a guy. If I take this, it's going to raise my testosterone. I mean, that's how I read it. What, how do you, how do you caution that? And how do you know when something's real and it's worth it? Because it might be a lot cheaper to do this or more accessible to do this and go to a doctor and try to get on tea. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to do. And, you know, and that's part of what Dr. Sparrow was just saying. This, this stuff is not regulated. And so, you know, so when patients come to me and they say, Hey doc, you know, I've been taking A, B, C, and D, you know, it's not that I don't believe necessarily that a given supplement can't be effective or isn't effective, but there's, I have to caution them. I have to say, look, you know, we're not really sure since these aren't regulated that what's in there is actually what it says it is, number one. And number two, that really that there's any basis for us saying that it's going to be effective, right? So, you know, so I would rather put a patient on the actual drug that I know with clinical trial data is going to improve testosterone levels or erectile function, et cetera, whatever, what have you, then have a guy guess and have me guess as his physician whether something's going to work or not. So when somebody says, well, I don't want to take, you know, drugs, like I don't want to take Viagra, I'd rather have ginseng. And I don't want to criticize people that believe that taking a drug is not the right thing, but taking a supplement is a better thing. I mean, you know, you guys both come from different aspects of medicine too. So how do you, how do you answer that? So I, I just need to say one thing on that. And, and that is that anything that's considered a supplement, you know, no matter where it's derived from can be a drug. I mean, if you think about most where drugs, drugs come, yeah, exactly. Most drugs come from plants. They come from the freaking Amazon. You Not Amazon.com. You're saying no, Amazon, the, Amazon, the Amazon jungle that's being burned down. But anyway, well, having but I I I do often prefer to try something natural first if that's going to get you what you want to achieve and if you can find a reliable source. So I'm one that isn't going to go to pharmaceuticals first. But in the example we raise, if somebody has low testosterone, there's no supplement that really boosts that, as opposed to another category of medications, let's say statins, and that's a whole nother category, but I do think there are some natural alternatives to help with cholesterol before going on a statin. There's just no reliable natural alternative to raise your testosterone. There just isn't. But and is so, it better, from your perspective, is it better to not take a pharmaceutical that has pr proven research and science behind it that says this does work, it had to be approved by the FDA, and dot, 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 depends. versus taking a supplement that may or may not have the same efficacy no, or, or work as well? Well, if you're not getting a reliable supplement, but you can find supplements that do have a lot of science behind them, and as long as you're getting from a credible source, then you can trust that it's going to have the impact it's supposed to have. It's typically not going to be used for something like high blood pressure, high cholesterol. For those, I go to pharmaceuticals. But if you're talking about things that Western medicine isn't great with, autoimmune conditions, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, you're often better off with natural solutions because there's no great Western medicine that doesn't have a ton of side effects for it. So it really depends on the condition. And how do you find, so in light of this, how do you find what, what's legit, the source, the supply chain that is legit? You have to go to an expert that really knows what they're talking about. Oh, you um, can't just go to Amazon or no, go you cannot. To and that's that's shocking. What Dr. Alex said about the reviews—that's scary. So obviously, you can't just go by reviews on Yelp or Amazon. You have to actually go to people who know what they're talking about. Does the guy inside of the uh, the retail vitamin store know what he's talking about? 
the high school kid who is doing that in the afternoons? Yeah, no. So okay, got it. Yeah. So so the bottom line for this kind of stuff is is that you're not going to be in a situation uh, where you have a medical problem and believe once again that you can self-diagnose, find the thing on the shelf, and know that it's going to really work for sure. But that going to one of you guys and figuring out what the right issues are. Well, really, it's what the cause is that's causing your issue, I suppose, right. that, to, to know uh, what to treat it with. Correct. Is well, that and, a fair way of saying that? And look, I mean, you know, just like Dr. Spar said, I, neither one of us is against supplements. I think what we're against is supplements that don't work, right? And, and, and we are for supplements that we know do work. So, you know, if you look into the medical literature, there are studies on these and, and there are more and more studies on these. It's just that, you know, the way that the market has taken off, because it's a very easy way to make money. I mean, you, you, you say testosterone support on the label and all of a sudden you've got a thousand guys buying it in three minutes. Right? Thinking that they've solved their problem. Exactly. That all of a sudden Without they're horny to go as to hell doctor, or whatever. Right? They're getting but, swole. But if you dig under the hood of that, the chances are you know, that that stuff is not actually going to do what it says it's going to do. All right. So clearly there's some things though, that supplements could be really great for, uh, because it wouldn't be a multi hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollar industry if it wasn't successful with some results. So where are the best areas where if you're feeling something as a guy, you're feeling something, where are the best areas that you can reliably look at and say, yeah, this is, this is a working solution for you. Yeah. Well, then there absolutely are. And there's some great studies showing that natural supplements when sourced well are really effective. So we talked about for libido, there are some things that can help from the various cultures like tribulus and the ginsengs and right. maca. Pain and inflammation and recovery from exercise, there are some great supplements like that can what? help with those things. Well, CBD, for example, is Oh, yeah, one. I hear CBD all the time. There's stores popping up yes. all over New York City, and, CBD stores. Correct, and you can get really bad quality, but good quality CBD actually has proven to really help with pain and helps with inflammation in the body, helps with anxiety. And this is not THC. This is not the part of the, the hemp plant that makes you high, but we have cannabinoid receptors in the body, and if you light them up, they will naturally help with those things. Sleep, too. I, th I hear sleep a lot of people well, talking about a huge help with sleep. And then inflammation and CBD is anti-inflammatory, but there are lots of very powerful natural anti-inflammatories. Curcumin or turmeric is very trendy right now. And there's a reason you get your golden lattes, yeah, right? Yeah. At Starbucks or wherever. And those probably don't have enough turmeric to make as much impact as, as the calories <laughs> that you're getting <laughs> from all the stuff added. But if you actually take turmeric as tea or as a supplement, that's very powerful as an anti-inflammatory. Fish oil, we hear about all the time. Lots of people taking fish oil. I used to take fish yeah. oil. Fish oil has a lot of I don't know what I was taking for it guys. for, but, it, but I was told. I think a doctor told me it's a good idea, and I didn't even question it. That's my number one. For guys, that's usually my number one recommendation. Why? Because it lowers cholesterol, right? but it's also anti-inflammatory. So it helps with decreasing things that naturally we get exposed to in our world that are inflammation causing. And inflammation is bad. Inflammation is aging. It's oxidative damage. It's pro-aging to the body. It causes pain. So if you can decrease inflammation, that's a good thing. And also boost mood a little bit. So there are three good reasons. How to much fish oil do I need to take? About 2,000 milligrams a day. I saw them at Costco. You get these big, giant, Costco's like, a bucket good one. Yep. levels. Kirkland of, uh, at yeah, Costco. Yeah. That's a perfectly good source. Okay, I can get fish oil. So inflammation, yeah. what yeah, else? Yeah, pain, inflammation, and then recovery from exercise. So there are some good supplements that actually help you recover a little bit faster and help your, your body be able to kick back into exercise. For example, L-carnitine, let's say. If, again, from a good source. Carnitine, I don't know if you guys remember any listeners out there from the Krebs cycle. Sorry if I'm giving you hives from remembering that. But to make energy, you have to make ATP. And one of the rate-limiting steps in that cycle that makes energy or makes ATP is called carnitine. And we deplete that a lot in our lives, especially our stressful lives. You can take that as a supplement. Where does carnitine come from in your daily diet? Where is that coming from? 
Well, it's broken down from different amino acids and Got proteins. It. So you can actually in, yeah. supplement it entirely by yes. taking it. Yeah. So, yep. and if you do take acetyl L-carnitine, because that can go through the blood brain barrier and help ATP production in the brain, which ultimately leads to energy, more energy, just flat out energy. Yeah. So you can take these supplements for these things. Yes. So there's no there, question. Those about are that. totally legit good studies on this. Taking protein, drinking protein drinks. You know, I, I'm curious what you think about that. I think most guys think they need more protein than they need unless you're really a professional bodybuilder, I think in general, one gram per kilogram mm-hmm. of body weight is probably sufficient. I don't know. Dr. No, I, I, I totally agree. And, and you know, that's in, in our diets, which are pretty meat heavy. I mean, like a meal and a half will get you there. So you don't need a lot of extra. Protein. You don't need it unless again, unless you're doing, you know, major bodybuilding. So, you know, if you, there's about two pounds per kilogram. So if, you know, you're a 170 pound guy, you probably about 75, 80 kilograms and that many grams a day of protein is probably sufficient. You know, when you start to think about where you have a problem and you tend in your body or in your life, whatever it is. So if you're feeling like you've lost your sex drive or you have an ED problem or you aren't building muscle and you think, all right, I, I don't want to go suffer through a doctor's office visit, which, you know, it's going to take easily half a day. It always does sit in the waiting room forever, whatever. I don't even know that this is a real problem. So I'm not sure I want to waste the doctor's time, like just all those things. So you go to Google. So it's what I do sometimes, you know, I self-diagnose with Dr. Google and I come up with lots of answers and they're not necessarily medications because if they were, I wouldn't know if they were legit or not. So I feel like, and by the way, I don't have access because I don't have a doctor. So I go there and I start looking. So this whole idea of just guys going to Dr. Google and getting answers starts to make me really worried because I'm starting to think that now there are all these online pharmacies that you can go and just get the drugs or whatever the supplements are that you think you need based on what you've read Dr. Google says is your problem and then start treating yourself. This cannot be a good trend. Right. Well, A, A, you're might not be getting anything that is reliable, but worse, it could be something that's not safe or you could be missing an opportunity to check out an underlying cause that could actually be really impactful on your health. It's not the thing you think it is. Right. Yeah. I think that's what I'm getting out of this is that there's so much, it's, why do you think this is okay that people are out there or companies are out there just pushing pills? Like, hey, you have this problem? Here's a pill. Order it. We'll give it to you every month. Pay us 50 bucks a month and you'll get a whole supply of these things. Is that is that safe? Is it smart? Maybe it is. Maybe I'm just like a little old school that I think a doctor is the one I need to get the answers from. No, I think you're right. I think it's really scary. You know, everybody wants to get a quick fix and and just treat the symptom and just get a Band-Aid for it when that isn't going to be really smart. Are those doctors? Are those people getting doctor visits on these online pharmacies? Is that something that's actually happening? No. I mean, it's it's form-based medicine. What does you know, that mean? I mean, it basically means like, you know, the the whoever wants the drug kind of checks some boxes on an online form. And, and you know, that's that's really done more to weed out the ones that may um, that may have a bad side effect from some of these drugs. So in the case of ED drugs, we don't want guys who are on nitrate containing medications, which are heart medications, right? Because if you take an ED drug along with those nitrates, that it can bottom out your blood pressure to the point where you'd faint or potentially die. Right, so it's a major liability and a major negative for that patient. Right? So if you were if you were taking a heart drug and then you took like a Viagra or Cialis or any of those drugs and you didn't recognize that there was a risk there, it literally could be a deadly risk. Yes, yes, it's a certain class. These are of safe heart drugs, drugs, but this is but, the, but otherwise, but those uh, indications would be very serious. You wouldn't want to be yes, taking something. That's right. Do guys know that people that are on heart drugs are they told that? Um, 
I don't know. I doubt it. I don't think they're told that when they're put on the heart drug. They're told it when they go to get this other thing. But what if you can get it online on your own? That's my whole point. Right. Well, and there's a risk to that. And, and you know, and, and that goes a little bit deeper, you know, because let's say, let's say, you know, these guys are older guys now who want these drugs for, you know, for erections. And, you know, they've just noticed that their erections haven't been so great over the past couple of years and that they're getting worse, right? I mean, y- you know, just getting the drug, just like Dr. Spar said, that's treating the symptoms, but there can be a whole other level of problems below that. So erectile problems can be an indicator of cardiovascular disease or diabetes, you know, and there are other conditions that are linked very tightly to the sort of canary in the mine aspect of erectile function that unless you have somebody actually evaluate you, somebody who knows what they're talking about, then you're just masking a potential big issue. So what I'm, yeah, this is where I'm getting, this is where I'm getting my concern articulated. I really, I'm glad that you're talking like this too, because I think if you have an erection problem and that's actually, as you just described, maybe a future heart attack, maybe I'm being overly dramatic, but something going on in your, in your coronary vascular system and you're just taking pills or supplements or something else because Google said so, because you, you, you ask the right question, you get the right answer. And it turns out that that's just causing you to not go to the doctor and get the real truth, that you're actually setting yourself up for, if not the actual event of a heart attack, a delayed number of months or years before you actually find out you have other things going on. That's what my concern is. Right. That's why I'm so surprised. I, I like the idea of, you know, sort of democratic, direct-to-consumer sales of things that, you know, shouldn't have to require going to it. I think, I think there's something to that. But I, like, no different than walking down the street to the CVS or the Walgreens or wherever and getting something. But I guess I'm worried that people are diagnosing their medical conditions with no knowledge. But, but they're not diagnosing their medical conditions, right? That That's the whole point. And, and fair. I, that's I, fair. I am all for access to treatments, right? But you have to know what you're treating. Like again, in this case, if we're gonna if we're gonna stick to ED, right, erectile dysfunction, you know, then then yeah, you're treating the ED because you're making erections better, but ultimately you don't know why you have bad erections. And you're not gonna know if you just go and get the Viagra. Right. right? So it's a real missed opportunity to yes. really get checked out and find out. And and at the least, you're wasting money, and at the best, you're missing an opportunity to find out that there's a better way to treat it or that there's something more serious going on. I think that's the key point, though, that guys really do deserve to take care of themselves first, that when they think there's something going on, you know, it doesn't hurt. I, I do this a lot. I Google. I ask questions. I talk. Sometimes I talk to guy friends, but I know in the end I need to go to the doctor. If something's not right, this isn't like preachy for at least – I don't say this to my friends like, hey, you really should go to the doctor. I think if there's something fundamentally wrong – I'm 48. At some point, I know something. I'm pretty healthy. But I know at some point something's not going to go right, and self-diagnosing it and taking a pill is probably a dumb idea. Well, and I think I think the other point is that there's a lot of chaff out there, right? You know, the, But you got to separate the wheat from the chaff, and that is not easy given – the internet. Like the internet does not do that for you. Right now, you still need somebody who does this on the daily to actually look into it and tell you what's good and what's not. Yeah. And I think the other thing to really, and this is not like paranoia, this is fact. When you do a search on Google or any other search engine, you're getting results catered to you. You're not getting objective results. You never are. And there are people, there are companies that can advertise to get in front of you exactly what they want you to see so you'll buy their product. And it's not nefarious, that's just business and that's the way it works. And so it's important to understand no matter what you're searching, you are getting results that people want you to get. There's very rarely just an objective result unless maybe you go into Medline and and search 
for scientific articles only. So you want to vet, do that search first and and do like a pre-check of some things that you think might be going on to help you kind of get some general ideas of what the categories of treatments might be, but then take that to somebody who knows what they're talking about and doesn't have a vested interest in you buying a certain single supplement or certain single medication and find out what's legit and what isn't. All right. I I like that. I like that. So basically green M&Ms, oysters, avocados. Maybe delicious. I mean, enjoy them. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. With the right partner, they will be aphrodisiacs. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Get It Up. We love to hear from you, our listeners. The best questions are the ones you've been thinking about but haven't asked. So call us, leave us a message. Maybe your question becomes the next episode. 917-267-7631. That's 917-267-7631. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services. No doctor-patient relationship is formed from listening to this podcast. The use of this information and the materials linked to in this podcast are at the user's own risk and are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. (laughs) 